for the first year or so of the pandemic, it was like, we might go back to the office at any point, maybe. So I feel like I had no boundaries in that period because I was like trying to adapt to this strange environment. Now I'm like, okay, I'm permanently remote now. This is a thing I need to figure out like how to set up some boundaries. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. And today, in a little bit of a different episode, we're going to be, well, talking about design work, but specifically about the boundaries that we set in our job, maybe in our side projects as well, if there's anything you want to share on that, Fem. But boundaries are really important and they have become even more important as more and more of us are working from home now. And uh, we just thought it'd be good to discuss today. But first, fam, how's life? How you doing? Yeah. How's projects? How's the projects? Business? Projects going good. Yes, thank you for calling it a business, Charlie. How professional. It is a business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, projects are going very good. I have been, I think I mentioned I switched my community to Discord a couple of weeks back. And that's been going really, really well. I find that like... I'm actually getting to know the people behind the avatars a little bit more in this kind of space, which is nice. Um, So I've really been enjoying that. I'm starting to think about how I might plan for a summer break from content. Um, Like, you know, am I going to like batch a lot of content that continues to go out or am I just going to not post at all for a couple months, specifically thinking mostly about YouTube? So, yeah, I don't know. Trying to figure that out as we head into May. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing something similar in that I just need to focus on my freaking book, right? Like no one's making me focus on it. It is me. I want to do it, but I am just way too much of a short term, uh, like dopamine hit person of right. like publishing content weekly is so much more like, ah, it's like, Oh great. I satisfying. Did it. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> accomplished and satisfied, but it's not the long term project. I know I'm going to feel really satisfied getting the book out. So yeah, I think I need to make some shifts into how I do my videos and maybe do less ones where I'm like scripting it and researching and planning and like filming in a bunch of different locations and instead filming more vlogs, which I mean, honestly get a lot of views on my channel anyway. So it might be even a better idea, but I think that's a shift I need to make um, in order to keep making videos and keep being able to write. Right. Book. Yeah. You should yeah. lean into what works. I mean, your recent video, I was like, wow, the one about... Um I think you talked about sort of your remote kind of setup mm-hmm. or like your daily day-to-day routine. daily routine. That's yep. it. Yeah. You had like so many different shots and everything. I was like, this must have taken Charlie like a whole afternoon to film. Uh, it looked like it was a <laughs> lot of, <laughs> a lot of work went into that video. And uh, yeah, as a video creator myself, I can empathize with the, the effort and the amount of time it takes to, to put out a video like that. Exactly. And, you know, just, I need to, really just knuckle down more. I've gotten a new lease of inspiration for the book uh, lately since I joined the Useful Authors community by Rob Fitzpatrick. Oh, what is that? Um, he wrote Write Useful Books. Okay. the name of the book. Um, and it helps you Very useful. write useful books. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was, it's, it's just given me this framework that I think I really needed in order to know I was on the right track or yeah. like how to move on from where I was at. So yeah. Feeling very motivated about that now and looking forward to 
I don't know if I'm going to get it finished this year, honestly, fam. Yeah, I was going to ask, I, do you have yeah. like a, I, I don't want to put I you wanted on the spot. to do it this year, but <laughs> like, I don't know. We'll see. But I at least now feel like I'm on a good track with it. Good, good. I think that's the most important thing is like having that momentum, setting it up in a way that it's like part of a routine, like you're actively working towards it. Who cares how long it takes, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about boundaries, I guess. Because this came up actually because you had seen my daily routine video and um, yes. we're talking about, I don't know, doing an episode about healthy habits and things. And I suggested that we talk about boundaries just because I think that we all give a lot to our jobs. And sometimes maybe it's a little too much, but it's hard to know where that line is or where it should be, you know for how much of yourself you bring to work, how mm-hmm. much of your like home life you let impact your work and, and vice versa as well, how much you let work take over your day. It's an important thing to consider. And like I said in the intro, even more in remote work when your work is happening in your home. So there's not a whole lot of separation and you've got to like put artificial boundaries in place yeah. to, to get them there. I don't know. What do you think about this? Yeah, I feel like this wasn't really a thing for me until I started working remote. Um, And uh, especially now that I'm permanently remote, like for the first year or so of the pandemic, it was like, we might go back to the office at any point, maybe. We don't really know. Uh, So I feel like I had no boundaries in that period because I was like, loosey-goosey, I don't really know what's going on. And I'm just kind of trying to adapt to this strange environment. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, I'm permanently remote now. This is a thing. I need to figure out like how to set up some boundaries. So yeah, I have a few boundaries around that, but I feel like I also have a few like work, more like work content related boundaries, I suppose, that maybe we Mm. can dig into later. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that you didn't really think about boundaries, like you know, consciously until the past year, maybe once the remote work has become uh, more permanent. Yeah. But I'm sure that you have in the past, like, I don't know, have you ever been in a job at where you were checking emails at all hours? Did you set boundaries over like, when I leave the office, I leave work behind? Or were you on your computer in the evenings? Were you answering emails, answering Slack messages from workmates late at night? Yeah, I want to say like, yes, but I feel like the first few years of my career, no. Uh, I I feel like I was really like, was willing to do it all, like do anything to try to like prove myself, to try to like get ahead and like learn and, and accelerate that part of my career. So I feel like in the first few years, like, no, I didn't really set many of those boundaries and I think it also took me a year or two to figure out what boundaries to set like I kind of had to experience overstepping of boundaries to realize where that boundary was and that that boundary was something that existed uh so yeah I feel like I maybe tried a few things like setting like working block hours like you know Tuesdays and Thursdays from like 2 to 4 p.m is like my deep work time. Like you can't book over it. I tried things like that, um, but it never really worked out. People always booked over it. So yeah, it's only really in the last year that I've become a bit more intentional about it. Yeah. That's interesting. The stepping over a boundary is often (laughs) for me as well. The, the only way to know for me that it was a boundary in the first place. Right. Uh, I feel like I do bring a lot of myself to work and I love my job. I love my work. And so it's really easy for me to go too far with it. Yep. But that's how I know in the times that I do find myself feeling like, ah, oh, this is encroaching on my life, <laughs> that 
that is a boundary that I needed to set like several places before this point that we're at right now. <laughs> um, and yeah, sometimes you don't realize that and how important it is to you until you step past it. Yeah, totally. One of the boundaries that I set recently was around work hours. Mm-hmm. Almost like, yeah, up until the start of this year, I the loose rule I had was I wouldn't book a meeting that started at 8 p.m. or later, but I'd be in a meeting until 8. And like on the odd occasion, if there was one that was going to go till 9 and it was like, you know, um, a one-off, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I'll do it this one one time sort of thing. Yeah. And I mean, I had the working hours set in Google Calendar. I think it was like from like 9 a.m. my time till 8 p.m. my time right. so that people could book any time within that if they needed to suit time zones. And I just realized how that was not serving me. Um, <laughs> that I, there was a clear difference in the days that I was able to end my workday earlier in how I felt in the evening, like was able to wind down, was able to get rest and then like actually get sl- to sleep that night as well. Um, I just learned that if I am working anytime past 8 p.m., my brain just can't shut off in time and I can't get good sleep. I can't imagine working past 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't work. No. But unfortunately, like being over here in Spain in my time zone, that that's the reality is that my team is still online at yeah. that time. Um, and so I felt like I kind of had to. But yeah, my, my leadership coach encouraged me to set those boundaries, set working hours. And I decided to set it at 7 p.m. knowing that that is the ideal like great if I can end at seven that's awesome I feel like I've got a whole evening ahead yeah. of me yeah and on the odd occasion if a meeting has to go later at least it's not encroaching on that you know past 8 p.m time where it's going to really impact my sleep um so yeah that's a, a new boundary that I set up and have been working with have found challenges so far um but for the most part it's it's going well for me that's good and how how was your team's reaction to that like how did you communicate this to your team and and what was the response i just i set it up on my google calendar and i just let my direct team know in slack and then i I just feel like if it's in google calendar when your working hours are it's so easy to see right it's like no excuse (laughs) if anyone schedules over that it's kind of like their problem yeah No, but I, I, you know, I'm more polite than that. Sure, I'm sure, just sure. like, hey, this is outside my working hours. Can we move it to, you know, and suggest a different time instead Yeah, um, that can work. And it's been tricky with one person on my team who has like commitments in their morning in the US time. So we have very little crossover. Um, and I felt a bit guilty about that at times. And I have, you know, gone past my boundary to make sure I can be there for them when they need me because of that. But yeah it's definitely still something I'm getting used to yeah yeah I think that's a really important one to set Uh, on that kind of theme I set a similar boundary but for the beginning of the day rather than the end of the day Uh, so I am in PST time zone so on the west coast of Canada most of my team is in Toronto and Montreal so they're more on eastern time Uh, so that means that they start their work day like usually at my 6 a.m. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm not showing up at 6am. Uh, it's, it's too early for me. Uh, so I set the time to 7.30. So any meeting before 7.30 a.m. my time, which is like 10.30 a.m. their time, uh, I'm not going to be there. Uh, and I usually like ask them to record it or like, is it possible to move it? It depends how big the meeting is. You know, if it's like Mm -hmm. a one-on-one, then I'll ask to move it. But if it's like 
30 people I'll just catch the recording or something like that so yeah that's a boundary I set and it uh it took me a, not that long but like for the first month I was showing up at like 7 a.m for a few meetings and I was like this is this is not going to be sustainable like I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly kind of burn out on this uh so yeah for me it's like 7 30 a.m that's the that's the earliest I'll show up for a meeting could you push it to eight? I'm just like, 7.30 is so early. That's like when I'm waking up and you're already starting a meeting at that time. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I wake up at yeah. 6.30, <laughs> uh, 6 to 6.30 most most times All right. these days. Show off. Uh, well, <laughs> I try, like, because my team is, is online, I've just, like, gotten yeah. into that routine really easily. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, my desired time is eight. I think maybe once a week I have a 7.30. Oh, that's good. So it's it's not like every day I'm, like on a meeting at 7 30 mm-hmm. and also another like kind of related boundary is I don't turn my camera on at that hour ah nice yep like er- like earlier like when it was really the depths of winter like it was dark I'm not turning my camera on I look like uh, I'm like a glowing orb in a dark room uh <laughs> also it's just like too early so I I don't really turn my camera on before like 8 30 <laughs> fair enough too yeah isn't it interesting how we like I don't know. We have to adjust our days as remote workers to the time zone that the company sort of operates in. Yeah. You know? um, yep. And that it's that it's most in. Yeah. I I don't think that it would serve me if I worked for a company that was based in Pacific Time US mm, from here because the time zone's too too big, right? Yeah. The difference. Yeah. It would be too challenging. We'd have very little crossover, and so maybe that's a boundary that I'd have for myself in my career in general <laughs> is not working for a Pacific company. True. <laughs> true. 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 Yeah. Um, is there any any other like kind of like more work content related uh, boundaries that you've set? What do you mean by work content related? Tell me your example because I know you have one on this. Yeah, I guess for me, I've often received requests from like other teams to help out with like a design thing, you know, like Ooh, interesting. it's okay. not like a project. It's not part of like my team and my roadmap. Maybe it's something like, oh, hey, we need a logo for our team or can you make us some swag or like oh, we need this present, we have a presentation and we need like a designer to come help. Like just kind of these odd job, I guess. Yep. Odd job is a good word for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Odd job kind of like design requests. And I used to to say yes and do these a lot. And then as I've progressed into a more senior role and like trying to better manage my time, I now decline a lot of those. In fact, most, if not all of those, um, and try to delegate it to someone else on the team who I know like is open to doing that kind of work and helping out in that way. That's good. Yeah. That's a good boundary to set to protect your time for the highest impact tasks. Right. I think that that's a key part of being a senior designer is knowing where to put your efforts in relation to the impact that it's going to have. That's definitely something that I have to do as well. And I'm still learning how to delegate properly. I I volunteer myself for way too many things. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's not like people are trying to push my boundaries. I'm like, you know, not just not setting them in the first place for myself. Right. Um, enough but yeah I hear you on that that's a that's a good one when you were saying content I thought you might have been meaning content that you make like on your YouTube channel or like we do on this podcast that in relation to work yeah I guess I'm 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 referring to like the work itself like the craft maybe or like the day-to-day I suppose yeah yeah that's fair do you have do you have like 
a max amount of meetings that you will will take in a week, for example. No. <laughs> like quantity wise, no. Me neither, but I've been thinking that I, yeah, I've been thinking that I need to because recently I've been having some very meeting heavy weeks and feeling like, okay, those meetings were important, but may, but I completely ran out of energy <laughs> by the end of the week. And like, it was a short week for me this week. It was Easter Monday. And so it was only a four day week and it felt like it was bloody six days long because yeah. of the amount of calls that I was on. And I just feel like I should set maybe a maximum number of hours of meetings that I'll have so that if important ones come up, I'll be like, right, I have to skip this regular, like regular one that's standing on my calendar mm -hmm. for now, like mm -hmm. just for this week, we'll meet next week instead so that I can have the like, I don't know, brain space back again. Yeah, yeah. I have not thought about setting a meeting, yeah, like either number of hours or number of meeting kind of limit. Uh, mm. But I like that idea. I feel like that would be most successful if it was like shared across your team, maybe. Yeah. Then everyone has that like equal. I don't know. We have like no meeting Wednesdays, I guess. I'm not sure if you have a no meeting day or days. We do. We have, um. well, Tuesday and Friday are no recurring meeting days. Oh, interesting. But the meetings often end up getting booked on them because it's like the only time available People are free. in my yeah. calendar, for example. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for for like, ah, oh, we need to have this conversation. Like lately we've been interviewing for the VP of growth role. So basically for my manager. Um, and so that's needed some like good solid 90 minute working sessions with the candidate. Right. And we're just not going to find that time in the overlap yeah. uh, of our time zones on other days. So They've happened on Tuesdays and Fridays. Yeah. Um, but I do really like that boundary in general that as a company we have set up. Yeah. Uh, how often, like, is it respected at, at, um, at Well Simple that no meeting Wednesdays don't have meetings? Mostly. I think I have the odd, like, I might have one meeting on a Wednesday, like every Wednesday, like a one-on-one -on -one or like some 30-minute thing. I actually don't mind it. I... I actually don't like no meeting days personally. Oh, what? Okay. Tell me more about yeah, this. <laughs> I think as a remote employee, I don't like it because it feels lonely. I, I don't get any of that social interaction or connection. Slack is usually really quiet that day because it's like everyone's heads down day, you know, so everyone's like busy working and I just find it isolating and lonely. So I, I don't mind when people book a meeting with me on Wednesdays. In fact, I sometimes encourage it because I like to have a little bit of like interaction uh, throughout my week personally. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. Um, you're an extrovert, right? So I yeah, guess yeah. That's what I <laughs> but I respect the like, uh, the intention of a no meeting day of like that heads down time. Yeah. Uh, on my old team at Uber, we used to have like, no meet like shared no meeting heads down deep work times so like there's like every whatever whatever like the whole design team would be like this is design team deep work time basically uh which yeah that was interesting i hadn't hadn't tried that before i've i've remember advising someone to do that on one of my mentoring calls recently to like align the focus time with the rest of their team because yep. they were also finding that it would just get booked over or they wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah. And that really is like a boundary that needs to be shared with yeah. the team yeah. in order to make it work. Because otherwise, like you might have focus at this time. The other one has focus at this time. And then you can't meet because no, you're both focusing you, at different yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> why not yeah, focus yeah. at the same time? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I like it. Have you ever like said no to a project or like declined work because it's overstepping a boundary that you have 
I wouldn't think of it as overstepping a boundary, more like just overstepping my capacity. Right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Which I think is different because boundaries feel more like a choice. And I think that capacity is not really much of a choice. It's like, well, either this project can be a priority or it's not. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. Is there a time that you um, set that with with a project? Yeah. I mean, similarly, maybe it's not an example of overstepping a boundary, but recently uh, there was like a new, there was a project coming up that was like a very high stakes project. And my manager offered it to me, but said I didn't have to take it. Like, you know, there was, it, it wasn't like I had to do it, but but she offered it to me um, and I kind of felt like I just wasn't in the right headspace to take that project on. I feel like that project was going to be a lot of like cross-functional stakeholder management, a lot of like internal politics and like wrangling. And I just told her at that point in time, I was like, I don't feel like I have the resilience to take this on right now. I'd rather focus on these other projects and like just keep ticking along. Like what I've got going now feels really good. Um, so I kind of said no to taking on that project. Um, so yeah, I think I was kind of just protecting myself from like knowing, yeah. knowing what that the effort of what that project would require. And in that moment, just not feeling like I was ready to take that on. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that you say that, I feel like an example of that for me is the fact that I didn't attend our company retreat in mm. January this year. Um, that I like I guess that was a boundary that I was setting because I could have gone technically like you know yeah the, the borders were open I could technically travel there but I didn't want to I felt too anxious and like it was too much of a risk to yep. both my physical and mental health yeah to go and so that's the first one that I've ever missed in five and a half years of the company and it felt weird to not be there because you know the majority of the company was but that was a boundary I set. Um, and I'm also not going to go to our, um, we do a you know a conference for creators in every year. And this is going to be the first one that's going to be in person again um, in June. And it's just too soon for me <laughs> to right. feel like I want to travel to the US for a conference. Yep. So I I uh, pulled out from doing a workshop at it because I was like, I just, I just can't at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, that reminds me I my team has like a on-site thing coming up uh mm -hmm. in June in in Toronto so I'd have to travel there and it's uh it's the day after my parents arrive from New Zealand to visit me oh my gosh after you've not seen them for like three years I haven't seen them for three and a half to four years so I'm I'm oh like gosh. no like <laughs> yeah that to me yeah, that's a personal that's boundary <laughs> like it is I I would rather spend time with my family they're just just arriving all the way from New Zealand the night before. And then for me to like hop on a plane, basically 12 hours later and, and go to Toronto, I'm like, no, I'm not. That's yeah. That's like making sure you've got that hard, like work life, I guess, line in the sand. So yeah, I think boundaries like that are, are important. Yeah. And that, that's a great example of you setting, setting it. How, um, like for this boundary and any other, how have they been received at work? Like when you said, for example, you didn't want to work on that project, when you said you can't go to the offsite, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. how was it received? Yeah, my manager is very uh, understanding um, and Good. yeah, remembering now the conversation we had about that project, um, I believe she was very like, well, thank you so much for telling me this now, because if you mm -hmm. didn't say this mm -hmm. now, we got into the project and then suddenly, you know, maybe I, I would be struggling or like my 
emotional mental health would be being affected like that's just not setting anyone up for success so I think she really appreciated that I shared that in advance the alternative was like also something that she was excited about so uh, it wasn't like a like I was making it a difficult situation by saying no yeah that's good that's that's a good manager good way to react (laughs) what about um with the way you show up at work do you have boundaries on in like how you show up at work versus how you are outside of work what you talk about things you're comfortable to like discuss with your colleagues or not yeah what's that like for you yeah uh I think I'm like I am very uh I don't know what the right word is but like I'm not afraid to speak up at work Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. often in in moments where like there is a opportunity to ask some really hard questions to leadership or like be really honest about how we're feeling or how things are going. I'm often the one to kind of speak up and, and not afraid to put my name to the really hard questions. And uh, I always get DMs from other people in the team and be like, thank you so much for asking that question. Or like, <laughs> I was also feeling that, but uh, too scared to say anything or like, so that's really nice. And I also hear it directly from leadership too. Like they will tell me like, you know, thanks for challenging us and like asking these questions. Cause we know the team is thinking them and like, it's hard to, to bring them up. Um, but everyone really appreciates your like, you know, ability to, to ask those things. And I'm not afraid to do that. Like, I I do like to be in that environment where I feel like I can show show up with my whole self, right? Like, I don't want to have to tiptoe or, like, hold certain parts of me back or pretend to be like this when I'm actually like that. Uh, So I, that, that, having that environment is really important to me, but it's not always a given. uh, And it's not always something that you feel from day one when starting a new company, which is what I've recently experienced. So, yeah, I feel like you have to kind of create that environment a little bit or, or look for a company that has that culture that supports that yeah I agree I've I've found it interesting since becoming a manager that I have more responsibility to like basically does not let my emotions impact the team Uh, in any way like if I'm having a down day or a down week and I'm really frustrated about something I mean I think it's good to be honest about those things but I don't want to don't want to bring it up if it's going to be unproductive, you know, if it's going to send the conversation down a wrong path or make my team worry or get concerned. And, you know, when, when they don't need to be, uh, I just think that I, I want to be more careful about it now. And I think I've probably pulled back too much from sharing that stuff Mm. because I keep hearing from my team. They're like, I want to know how you're doing. Like what's going on for you. And I'm like, Oh, um, I think I've forgotten how to talk about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Which is ironic because I have podcasts where basically we just talk about ourselves. Yeah. Work, but yeah. So, <laughs> so that's a, perhaps a boundary that I moved too far mm. back and that I need to like push it out a little yeah. bit more so that my team feels like they are getting the real me and not um, like I'm hiding anything from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, curious, like, do you, are there any other boundaries that you've identified that you've like had to put in place since becoming a manager or like anything in particular around that? area that you've had to Ooh, yes okay so you know how like (laughs) when the frustrating things happen at work and you want to vent to someone yes um sometimes the people who I would vent to when we were peers Uh uh, are now on my team and so I definitely am like no I'm not going to vent to them about it like that would be inappropriate 
that like I don't know just wouldn't instill confidence coming from their manager yeah um and so yeah that has had to change a little bit that's yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. that came to mind not that it happens often like but I don't sometimes really it happens like I'm just yeah. complaining all the time no no I get it you just need someone who has context to vent to sometimes yeah totally <laughs> so did, did you find a new person or, or a new space to have that yeah yeah, yeah. To? I've okay, got, okay. luckily have lots of other great like peers on the team good good um, good and as well like it's been really interesting to become a peer of the person who used to be my manager and to be able to have those kinds of conversations with him, yeah. which I was having before, I would vent to him all the time, but now it's like he gets to vent back at me as well. Interesting. Because we're, we're peers yeah, and he yeah, doesn't have yeah. to worry about that anymore either. That's <laughs> so funny how that dynamic completely changes. Um, yeah, I've had a few times where a peer on my team suddenly got promoted to being the manager and it's weird it's like yeah the whole dynamic between you changes it's yeah it's very strange I found like this is definitely on a tangent but I found in that that what helped me was naming it being like well this is a bit odd isn't it we're gonna have to get used to this Mm, Uh, just calling it out and yeah just calling it out and things have been fine since then uh it's mostly just on on me really of figuring out like I said these boundaries Yeah, yeah 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 Cool. Well, thank you for bringing up this topic, Charlie. And yeah, thank you too. Talking about boundaries, it's sometimes hard to set them, but they are often in the spirit of protecting yourself and making sure yep. you've got that like healthy work-life balance. Um, and if you're like us and feel like you have to, or have experienced like an overstepping of boundary to identify the boundary, like I've been there too. It, it sucks in that moment, but at least now you've learned something and can set that boundary to help you move forward. Yep. And if you communicate them with your team as well, as much as you can, obviously, um, as much as you feel comfortable to, because maybe the boundary is about something that you don't want to talk about, that that's a boundary for you. But setting working hours and focus time and things like that are all things that you can communicate with your team and that I'm sure they'll respect and like, honestly, probably want to do for themselves as well. Yeah. It's like leading by example, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, fam, where can people go to find more episodes of the show? You can go to designlife.fm. You can find us on Twitter at designlife.fm. We'd love to hear from you if you have any topic requests. We often read out listener questions anonymously on the show. So let us know if you've got something you'd like us to talk about. Yeah, and uh, you could also send us an email through our website. Uh, We're hello at designlife.fm, I believe. Yep. And if you want to leave something more detailed or more anonymous than <laughs> than a tweet would allow you to do. Yes, that is. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.